Hey folks, here we are. It is noon on Friday afternoon. This is Tom Young, the financial coach, talking about financial mastery coaching, advanced topics. And, and you know, this is where I really want to focus on thinking. I'm going to share some information with you today that, that hopefully will stretch you a little bit more in, in what we're talking about uh, and, and doing that. So if I look at, we've been talking about measure thinking see measure and i want to start with that today and then talk about it and and around it and here's an example so you put fifty thousand dollars in an account and for 20 years that fifty thousand dollars in 20 years if it earns six percent interest i know that's hard to get right now but it could be market wherever it is okay so you have six percent interest per year six percent per year growth in 20 years it would grow to hundred and sixty thousand three hundred and fifty seven dollars now you've left it there you've not touched it and you've allowed it to compound and accumulate so along the way what happens is every year in this account you're going to get a 1099 for the interest that it earned in that year. So these are after-tax monies, not in a 401k, 403b, or any of those kind of things. So, so here it is, you've grown the money and you've accumulated in compound, because it's important, I wanna talk about that, instead of accumulating in compounding. And, and so at the end of that period of time, you got 160,357. So out of pocket along the way, you've paid $53,000, I'm sorry, 30734 in tax. So in order to have this 160357 you've paid $30,734 in tax. Now the tax you paid has opportunity cost attached to it. So for every dollar I paid, there is an opportunity cost because it's the dollar plus the interest it would have earned. And the opportunity cost on the 30734 of tax that I paid is $22,857. So now, out of pocket, I have forked over 30734 but because of that, I've lost an additional 22857 in opportunity cost. So now that lowers my account value down macroeconomically. Remember, we're talking about how we measure things. So macroeconomically, we're going to measure it and account the taxes we paid on the account. And we're also going to include the opportunity cost. So again, $50,000 compounded a 6% interest for 20 years. It's going to grow to $163.57. I'm going to pay $30,734 in tax. I'm going to lose $22,857 in interest I would have earned on those taxes that I paid every year. So I have a total taxes and opportunity cost of $53,591. Now there's another equation here. And out of $160,000 in 20 years at 3% interest, I lose another $71,571 in purchasing power. So remember what I talk about, the five elements, risk, taxes, regulation, inflation, and depreciation of the dollar. 
So now over this period of time, I put in 50 up front, but I've now ended up with 163.57 in the account, but out of pocket, I paid and lost 53,571 taxes and opportunity costs. And I also lost 71,571 of purchasing power. So see, most people would look at this and they would say, look, I put 50,000 in, it's gonna grow to 160,357. Wow, that's what the banker would show you. But in order to understand the truth, you, you have to step back and apply macroeconomics because all of those dollars have expenses. So when we look at this, how much of risk, taxes, regulation, inflation, depreciation did we eliminate by this process? Now, if I take it and I just go a different way and I say, okay, I've got $50,000 in this account, it's going to earn 6% interest. So five, six, that's $3,000 a year in interest that I would earn every year. So in, in, if you've been listening to what I've been talking about, I don't want the $3,000 to accumulate and appreciate and compound interest in this account. Because what I'm going to have is I'm going to have an ever increasing tax bill. So instead, I want the $3,000 to come to me. So I'm going to take this $3,000 in as income tax and I'm going to pay tax on that $3,000, let's say at 30%, all the taxes combine 30%. So that's $900 in taxes. Okay, let's just do the math a minute. So if I do this every year, I get the $3,000, I net it and pay the tax of $900, I get $2,100. I'm going to use that to start paying my auto insurance, my homeowner's insurance, my liability insurance. And if I have saved money, if I have capital in place, I can actually increase the deductibles on those insurance products. See, those type of products are indemnity products. And I wanna make that clear, because we talk about dividend paying mutual life insurance, and that product is not an indemnity product. Now, what do I mean by an indemnity product? If I have auto insurance and I wreck my car, I expect the auto insurance to replace the value of my car. Agreed? That's what we want to do. If I have homeowner's insurance and my house burns down or I have a claim, I want it to make me whole. Now think about that for a minute. So all those types of insurance would be referred to as indemnity insurance. If you have an apartment building, same thing. I have my building insured, what it would cost to replace it or repair it if I have a partial claim. But life insurance, how do you replace you? you, you there is no indemnification. You can't indemnify a human being because a life is gone forever. You, we all get to do this once in a lifetime and, and, and I'm not afraid of dying. I just don't wanna be there when it happens. So, so when we die, what I want replaced is the ability to make money. In other words, if you had a golden goose that laid golden eggs, would you insure the goose or would you insure the eggs? 
I would probably ensure both if I'm going to store the eggs. But more importantly, I'd want to ensure the goose so that the goose is insured. And if I lose the goose, I will still have the ability to get golden eggs. Does that make sense to you? I hope in some way. But I just wanted to do this little simple example because we've talked about the goals of financial mastery, the blueprint that is on its way. We're working on it right now and putting all the pieces together with with finite instructions on each element. Number one, the first goal is to save 20 to 25% of your annual income. If you make over 200,000 a year, it should be closer to 25%. If you make under 200,000 a year, it should be closer to 20%. Okay, 20 to 25%, depending on your income range at that point in time. So if I'm saving those dollars, that allows me number two, the second goal is I want to accumulate capital equal to 50% of my gross household income and that starts a process that would allow me to do what I'm talking about here instead of having my money compound and accumulate I want it to pay me every year so what I've done instead of having an ever increasing tax I've actually flattened the tax so as an increasing tax at 30% the taxes are going to total 30,734 But if I take the $3,000 a year and I use that to pay my auto insurance, my homeowner's insurance, and after I accumulate some capital, I can now lower the premiums for auto insurance, homeowner's insurance, liability, maybe my medical due to an HSA. And and guess what? I can actually recapture the $900 that I paid in tax on the $3,000 by lowering premiums along the way to recoup that $900 that I paid in income tax. But $900 a year times 20 years is $18,000 in income tax. Oh, so instead of 30,732 over the same 20 year period of time, I only paid $18,000 in income tax. You see what I'm talking about here? So the difference between 18 and 30 or 30,700, say 30,000, so that's $11,000 of capital that I have been able to hang on to and decided not to give it to Uncle Sam in income tax. So, so this, I'm just trying to keep it really simple in, in looking at why it's so important to have a 30,000 foot view in everything you're doing and to set goals that have meaning because goals that are set that don't have any meaning to you, you're not gonna do them. You know, it's like all those resolutions we make on January 1, you know, how many of us today, it's, it's May, today's the 1st of May, May Day. How many of us today are still following the resolutions that we made in January? You know, January came along and wow, in January, we bought some exercise equipment. Are you still using it on a regular basis or, or have you slid back? So you see all of these things are important. So you have to build up goals and you start with little goals, small goals. Okay. I have a goal planning worksheet. This is one that I use with somebody else and, and goals are, are, are tough. 
you know, goals, the rules of goal setting, number one, goal setting is a skill. It's something you have to practice. I mean, there are times in my career where I have set goals, man, I was going to be a millionaire next year. It didn't happen. The goals have to be realistic and you have to be able to break them down. So here's a big goal for the year. And I have to take that big goal and say, okay, in order to accomplish this by the end of 2020, I divide it by 12 months and break it down into monthly. So what do I have to, maybe even quarterly, you know, every 90 days. So it's easy to look at a quarter. I have to look at a quarter and figure out what do I have to do in this quarter and that quarter and the next quarter and the last quarter in order to accomplish this goal that I have set for the end of the year. Okay, now I got a quarterly goal. Now I'm going to break that down in thirds. One month, two months, three months. You you get me idea? And and the next thing is now take the monthly goals into weekly goals and then into daily goals. What do I have to do every day? You know, just like my goals. I have to talk to three people every day. Now, this has been really hard with the virus and everything going on. But I have a lot of information out on the Internet and I'm starting to get contacts from the internet at the same time. So here I am and and here's the goals and that's all I want to really all I really want to talk about today is is these goals cuz we're going to go through this and we're going to talk about in in the in the blueprint for Matt financial mastery we're going to talk about each one of these little incremental goals. So you got to set this goal and then you break it down you have to break it down into little itsy bitsy goals because, and and then you have to have a reward system. I mean, I have a sheet that I fill out here on my desk that here's my goals for the year, but at the end of the year, I have these list of of rewards. You know what, I'll share a couple of them with you. I, I see myself going on a weekend fishing trip to the ocean. I love to fish in the ocean. So if I hit my goals this year, Next year, I'm going to plan a a three-day or a four-day weekend, and I'm going to go to the ocean. I'll either go with my wife or I'll take my brother, but I'm going on an ocean fishing trip. That's a reward for accomplishing my goals. You understand that? So, you know, the next one, I see myself going on a golf weekend. Well, there's another weekend, and that's a reward weekend to go away to a club somewhere and play golf like three days or four days of, you know, Friday through Monday and play two rounds of golf a day and just golf my brains out. I I love to golf. I'm passionate about golf. And that's really what I got to do. Taking a getaway weekend with my wife. uh, And and I've been hoping and planning on a place in the mountains, maybe to find a piece of property somewhere in the Pennsylvania mountains and, and, and build a small home or a camp up there, something like that. That's one of my rewards. Uh, and myself owning a Can-Am Spider. You know what that is? It's got two wheels in the front and one in the back. And, and my wife tells me I'm crazy. But in order to accomplish that, that's a big goal. That That's the biggest goal on my sheet that I have to hit to be able to be allowed as a reward to go buy this Can-Am Spider that I want. I told you I'm a 70-year-old kid. I'm just having fun at what I do. I love what I do, and I love touching people's hearts, and I hope I've done that with you today. So I'm going to break it off there. We're 15 minutes out. So, hey, God bless. Have a great weekend. I'll see you Monday at noon. I may be on over the weekend sometime. I may throw something out here. Uh, We'll see how the weekend goes. 
but I will be back for sure noon on Monday. God bless, and we'll see you on Monday. Buy my books, The Family Money Farm, The CFO Project. Go to cfo-project.com and invest some money in education. It's there. Put your name and email in. Get a free download of the book if you want to download it and print it out. Invest $37. I have a new book that I'm getting ready to put up there. And, and uh, if I grab it here, what do I do with it? Here it is. Here's my new ebook, and, and it's going to be out there. Jumpstart your financial freedom. Jumpstart your financial freedom. So that's a new ebook that's going to be one of the books that you're going to get with the $37 investment. So, hey, God bless. We'll see you Monday.